yourself and any of y'all expressing yourself, y'all can come get at me directly. You know what I'm saying? All that's on the refrigerator and you're going to kill. No, y'all Yo. ain't killing nobody, man. You know what I'm saying? We we businessmen. We all mature adults. Say all that right there. I'm at my office. Y'all can sit on this interview with her and talk as long as y'all want to talk about it. Or you can take the invitation I gave you before. But it's not even getting there because of your, your, your get on the radio, whatever tactics. I ain't your enemy. Dog, we just, we enemy. just, you just. You need to bang like that dog, on dog, cats that's coming yo, at you. I ain't your enemy. Just yesterday, that's we got a, just yesterday, we got a note from your office about killing saying you. you don't have no idea of none of this or none of nothing. Just yesterday, your lawyer told us that. I, I see you at the whole at the show backstage. You said find out me, what man. it was. I'll let me, but, but don't don't sit here and portray like Puff took nothing from y'all. Puff is what is it? This? What is it? What are you calling? What are you calling? What are you calling? And don't say we can come to your office or do none of that because we can't do none of that. Blood gang slime, but I'm probably the Snoop. Why you dress like Birdman? They all dress like Birdman from different eras. Wait, even a pot? I don't want to think about that. (laughs) He don't have no T-shirt. He doing the Randy Orton thing. It's like no T-shirts. I'm always ready to go. Yeah, like, bro, just vibes. Like, bro, it's cold probably. Well, no. Well, they like, inside of a ring, so it's probably yo. They they traveling now. Yeah, they started okay, traveling thought, the week before WWE. Okay, because I thought they were going to stay around that whole like southern region. So if they go into Pittsburgh, okay, they they never going to come out here. They yeah. definitely never come to LA, bro. Yeah. I would like to see it, but we'll never get it. Is Trent ever going to wrestle again? Just depends, bro. Because that's the thing about this company that's fascinating to me. It's just like, yo, I'm using your word too, fascinating. It's just the fact like, yo, sometimes I'm going to wrestle. Sometimes I'm just going to be a manager. Yeah. Like, I know they have, like, their their agreements. Like, they have to hit the amount of agreements. Like, and this is why they they – they do an interesting thing that WWE does not do, which is like, like, look, if we're going to sign you, you have to hit this many dates. You're this and that. WWE does that, too. But it's like you can only do that with us where they're like, yo, so long as you give us this many dates, you can go do whatever the fuck you want any other time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because with them, you already know they could work like on the indie scene. Yo, Matt might have to do that as well, yo. I know he's probably made a substantial amount. I'm not counting pockets. He's made a substantial amount of money throughout his career. He stayed in uh, South Carolina. Yeah, they stay in the backwoods, so they should be good. Bro, it's five kids still. <laughs> I don't care how yeah. much money. Yo, I mean, he, was, he probably bought the house just because, when, like you said, you in the backwoods, and you probably paid for the house already for itself. Now it's just the upkeep, yeah. and you probably, because they from the South, they probably do it themselves. And the, but the light bills and food, yo, you, he gonna have to do a lot. I think his cameos is like a hundred dollars. I might, I don't want a Matt Hardy cameo. No disrespect to Matt Hardy, but I would just pay for it just to help that man. Bro, he won't relax. No, it's like, bro, you. Someone said it best. It's like, bro, you got to learn to pull pull milk out the fridge. You can't just keep leaving it in there. 
My Dominican, I mean, my Puerto Rican homeboy said he moving like he Puerto Rican. I, I was like, maybe he Dominican because how he's dressed. There's that. And it's just like, man, you got to give that midwife a rest. She tired. Hey, yo. I no, it's not related to what you're saying. Uh, as we're recording episode 41, we are doing uh, or we're recording and we're watching AEW Dynamite just because uh, if y'all haven't yeah. noticed in the past couple of weeks, whether you follow me on Twitter, whether, whether you don't, uh, I am all in. So, yeah, I watch AEW three times a week now, or it will be three times starting Friday. Amen. Yeah, man. Uh, my agendas be working. That's all I can say. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to tap in. He got me into it. Uh, Keeks got me in. Shouts out to Keeks. And then I was like, yeah, Jay Cargill keep on tweeting. She in AEW. I'm going to watch AEW. There it is. <laughs> the sales that, in re- was- <laughs> that in Red Velvet was like, he was like, hmm. Well, shit. Hey, man. I understand. You, it took three people, four people, I should say, to get me to watch. Because you know mm-hmm. what I've said before. It's like certain people I watch you for. But yeah. then it took four four people, three three black women, one African man being my co-host here, Yates. It took yep, yep. them to be like, you know what? I'm all in, bro. Hey, man. I, I like, be on. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, because all I'm going to say is it, it's just some – all bullshit aside, is some workers I really like. Uh, shouts out to Powerhouse Hobbs. Prayers to him right now. I know he's going through something right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, none but condolences to him and his family. Uh, the God Orange Cassidy is on TV right now. The, you know, the Jeff Hardy of AEW. Not in terms of like moveset, just popularity. Yeah, he up there as far as they most. He might be number one as far as a most over uh, worker. Uh, yeah. It's him or Jungle Boy. Motherfuckers be losing their mind for Jungle Boy. Yo, we gonna have a we gonna have a conversation in the next couple of years about Jungle Boy because shit, he only 23, 22. Yo, if he was six foot, I could make a case for him right now. Not all the time, but I can make a case for him right now. That's, I mean, he 5'10". That's not bad. That's not bad in WWE. You could do, I mean, AEW, you could do a lot. You could do really well there because Kenny is 5'10". So that's about, you know, you could do, it's just really his big thing is he like 172 pounds. Like, he like an NBA rookie. Like, Kay Cunningham, I think, is what, 170, 180? Yeah. But, you know what I mean? In basketball, all you got to do is put on, 10 more pounds, maybe 20 at the most, and you decent. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, the muscle is coming for him because you see they're getting paid well. The meal, the meal preps and the, the training work is coming in real nice. Are you talking about for Jungle Boy? Yeah. Okay, I was about to say because he, he looked like he gained a little bit of weight, but I mean, you know. Yeah. When you, he 5'10"? I thought he was like 5'2". Yeah, he's 5'10". Okay. It's just Luchasaurus is like six seven. Oh yeah, because Marco stunt like five one. Yeah. Yeah, Marco. it's not a meal prep for somebody that's five one, bro. You do as best as you can to gain weight. No. 
But um, nah. All I was gonna say before was like, yeah, I'm glad you you enjoying AEW. Because I mean, I told you how to do it. When Cody on there, just turn the TV off, change the mm-hmm. channel. And then uh, the other thing, man, is you got to get out of that tribal war of like which which one is better, which one is that. Like, I don't really be fighting people that don't like AEW. I don't really be fighting people that don't like WWE. Because your business is your business, but me, man, I'm gonna watch it. Cause it's workers, it's fun, this and that. They be out there trying to have a good time. It's a bunch of unknown dudes trying to prove themselves on TV. Hey, man, I got time. I'll be watching Monday Night Raw. You mean to tell me I can't watch no young dudes actually trying? Mm-mm. Right, exactly. That's I'm like, yo, I watched Raw on Monday. It was pretty good, by the way. The past couple of weeks has been on and off good. But if I could watch that, I definitely could watch AEW. I ain't going to even hold you because – the best thing about Raw to me is uh, Bobby Lashley, MVP, Nia Jax. You know, when we do get to see R-Truth, R-Truth. Reginald. Yeah, shout out to Reginald, man. I, I've always been like, let's see what's going to happen. I'm a fan mm-hmm. of him, man. Like, I still don't understand that, that front flip he did. Like, I don't know if it was a trampoline or he just did that. And I'm inclined to believe he just kind of did it just because uh, when you're from a certain area, you know, in your city where it's kind of bad, you tend to could do backflips off like a, a bed mattress, you know? Yeah. Like with the ease. You know them You know them bad kids from the areas we grew up in? They'd be able to do front flips, back flips, jump off roofs, doing back flips. With ease, yeah. No, I, I feel you. You know, he he. This is you know a few different life choices. He'd be a gold medal Olympian. Yeah, cause he uh, excuse me. He or he'd be Jackie Chan. Yeah, oh, that'd be fire. We need Reginald in a Jackie Chan movie because we never get that John Cena Jackie Chan movie out. No, nah. no. Nah. It's done too. It's been in post for like a literally a year. I don't know what to say, man. I don't know what to say. Uh, yeah, I think I know why. I, I'll tell you off here. I don't have any insight, but I, I think I know why. It's just one of those things where it's just like we can't get finance for distribution. Okay, mm-hmm. so who fronted the money? And I, <laughs> I got an idea, but like I said, I don't want to say it. No, that's fair. So, uh, nah, what we got? Oh, we hit that button in AEW where everyone just start doing their little they moves and stuff like that. Yeah, you can tell when they go home is coming because everybody's yeah. just doing uh, oh, they doing high spots. That's that's yeah. the go home in AEW, a lot of high spots for the most part. Yeah, and I, I ain't mad at it because I mean, hey man. All right, so we're going to talk about the NXT releases. Fuck mm-hmm. it. And this is all I'm going to say. So, you know, 13 people got released, uh, including, like, you know, some of, some people I was really, really rooting for, like Bronson mm-hmm. Reed and Leon Ruff and Mercedes Martinez. The Mercedes Martinez one was wild because she's still recovering from a concussion. So it's just like, yo, 
just to let some be like, yo, we're going to let you go. Hope you, uh, hope you heal from that concussion. So like, she don't know the next time she's going to be able to work. So that was like, damn, that's kind of cold. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'm going to say is it's Triple H fault. The reason I say this Triple H fault is because uh, someone sent me this thing on Twitter and it was an interesting idea. Where it's like, when you look at it from the moment Dusty passed on, NXT went from being let's get people ready for WWE to the flagship rosters to let's see if we can outdo New Japan and Ring of Honor and now AEW. Let's see if we can outdo them. And that's really just Triple H wanting to look like the genius. Because keep it real with yourself. When when uh like the last year, year and a half, NXT has slowly been like, eh. Some of it's good, some of it is eh. That wasn't what it was before uh before it hit television. Mm-hmm. Like so and was like one thing I was really thinking about the timeline. I was like, yeah, this kind of this kind of checks out because when you look at like when you look at I looked up like Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is like the last uh Dusty Rhodes guy. And mm-hmm. he was talking about something, and he was talking about how, you know, fucking um he went to uh when he sat there, like Kevin Dusty told him to cut a promo once for and it was like 10 minutes long, and he just talked about his family. And Dusty was like, okay, well, whatever we do with you, it has to involve your family because you're not a wrestler who happens to have a family. You're a family man who happens to fight. Like, you fight for your family. So I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. He's like, but all the knowledge he gave him, this and that. And then you go look at the people who came up through Dusty in NXT. It was Mm -hmm. Rollins. It was Big E. It was Bray Wyatt. It was Roman. It was Sami Zayn. It was, um, what's the name? Who else was over? It was Kevin Owens. Finn Balor was there for a while under him. Uh, damn then you near, had like, damn near four horsewomen. Damn near the whole roster. You want to keep it a book, if not all yeah. of his shit. Yeah, like everyone be like pre twenty fifteen that ended up there, and look at all of those people's successes. Rollins, world champion. Wyatt, world champion. All of the four horsewomen, world champion. Nia Jax, uh, I don't know about, no, well, yeah, somewhat Nia. Oscar, a little bit with Oscar, but um, a lot of those things really, really came to fruition. Because Dusty was really invested, like, okay, we got, like, we got to get you to make sure Vince likes you. Mm-hmm. That's that's my only goal. Then when Dusty passes, and you see the new signings, a lot of those people are good. None of those wrestlers are bad. But the issue is, you know, a lot of them is just like, yeah, I'd rather see them in NXT than the main roster. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, 
I like Gargano a lot. I like Champa. I like Adam Cole. I like uh, Kushida. But you know what the problem with them is? They are not six feet. Yeah. So Vince gonna see them and be like, "Oh yeah, they can work." What? What I need that for? I got AJ and Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Okay." He's like Finn. He's like, "I like Finn." He's like, "Finn can come. I'll take a chance on Finn." But he's like, "Why do I need to fill my roster with these guys? I got three of them. Mm-hmm. What you giving me that I ain't already got?" He's like, "I ain't got another Brock. I need another Brock." He's like, you gave me Drew, but you didn't really give me Drew because I already had Drew. You gave me Corbin. He wasn't ready. So now what? Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, this all on Triple H, man. He was uh out there trying to he he missed the he missed the assignment, as the kids say. He did not understand the assignment. The goal was to get those guys and women to be the next WWE stars, not to be like, hey, look, we can do AEW better than AEW. We can do New Japan better than New Japan. Bro, Vince don't give a damn about none of that. Right. That's why the moment Shayna got there, he immediately soured on her. Mm-hmm. But then he saw Lacey Evans was like, yo, I can make that work. Anyways, that's my rant on that. No, no, no. So I was I was letting you go. Uh the main thing that's taken from this is something is going along the lines of a sale, or most of the company is being so regardless, that's the business aspect, and only they know. If you're looking at what's happened in the past year alone. WWE has changed greatly, you know, uh, a lot more minority talents than ever before. A lot of them got title runs. That's because Vince figured out late that this is where the money resides at this point. That's that's also network suggestions, too. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Maybe this is where it's heading far as them being sold or whatnot, because it's a look now more than ever was before it used to be based on we could kind of get you by if you have a certain look but now it's more than ever about a look about an age etc etc this is where it's going now so with the people that got released you know i felt like and maybe to me most of them were profitable I feel like a Leon Ruff will fit in what they're trying to go for on TV. I don't know. Maybe because he is of a certain stature, they felt like that wasn't marketable. But, you know, I feel like you could do something with with that. Mercedes Martinez being part of the LGBTQ community. I'm sorry if I messed that up. You know, that's something you can do there. If you're looking at it from a profit way, which Vince is more times than not. It's just about the money. It's always been, yes, they've made more money than they ever had in history in the past year. 
but that's doesn't that's not how it works with billionaires. We just saw a billionaire do two album release shows and the album to come out. That's neither here nor there. It's just that's how billionaires roll. I need more money. Rough so, trust. yeah, yeah. So you. You know, that's essentially what's going on right now with WWE. It just felt like, okay, all these won't work. So let me get rid of it and try something totally different. So the one that really messed me up, I wouldn't say messed me up, but the one that was like, hmm, was Bronson Reed. But I was looking at it from a pro wrestling sense. And more than ever now, the WWE is uh, entertainment. It used to be yeah. just sports entertainment. Now, more than ever, it's just more entertainment. Like, I was looking at that 4K camera or whatever they got. The cameras have gotten better, too, in the past uh, month since, or two weeks since they've been back on the road. I don't know if anybody else has noticed that, but the cameras have gotten better. Not that they weren't good before, but... The way they're shooting now is more so TV than ever before. A lot of camera cuts, too. They're trying to shoot it like a TV show. But yeah. you could tell just by the, the, the colors on the wrestlers, the background, everything is going towards TV. TV so, and merch. Right, right, right. More than ever. So with a Bronson Reed, I guess he doesn't fit into what you can do. Whereas a... Um, What's her name? A teardrop. What's her? What's her name? That had the match with Alexa Bliss. That even Marie uh, manages, or does the dirty work for even Marie on Raw? Uh oh, uh, teardrop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So with her, very marketable. Just because, and I don't get. Into, I don't need to get into the semantics as to why, but we know as to why that's marketable. And then you got the even Marie thing. So it's that whole, this person looks better than this person, but she's looking out for, or maybe she's just the bad girls club type thing. I, I don't want to bury even Marie on this podcast because we're supposed to be professional, but y- y'all know if y'all see me on the timeline, the joke stand, I ain't deleting shit. That's how I feel about the female. Uh, but that that's where it is now, you know, overall, just a business aspect of it. Now, when we get to Bray Wyatt, same thing it's not where the business is at this particular moment and i don't need to because you know how i get down i don't really talk about what goofy people say like oh he wasn't he was underused and all that y'all keep looking at it from a sports side where once again he said 25 years ago being vince mcmahon i'm not in the wrestling business i'm in the sports entertainment at also, this particular go ahead not to not to cut you off but one thing I was really going is like, man, we got to stop talking the narrative. So for let's just run down Bray Wyatt's resume. Three-time world champion. Two-time tag team champion. Got to host a main event, Broken Matt Hardy. Like He got to do the two best um, pre-produced wrestling matches that WWE well maybe top three because that Boneyard match was good too but he had the final deletion match with Broken Matt Hardy on Raw which is still one of the best things to happen in Raw in the past decade he had the Firefly Funhouse match which was the match of the year last year like it completely dissected the character of John Cena in a way 
that we had never seen and we never thought WWE would acknowledge. He carried Braun Strowman's championship reign on his back. He had a feud at WrestleMania with Randy Orton. He had a feud at WrestleMania with um, John Cena. He had a feud at WrestleMania with The Undertaker. He had feuds with Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose. He had Finn Balor, The Miz. Who else am I missing? Goldberg. Uh, did John Cena, right? John Cena. Braun Strowman. Everybody I just named is a former world champion. Mm-hmm. So let's not sit here and pretend like he was underused. Did you like him? And did you feel like your favorite could have got more recognition? Everybody could get more recognition. But how many people in WWE are three-time world champions right now on the roster that hasn't been there before 2010? Like who in the last 10 years that won the title is also a three-time champion for the first time? It's like Rollins and Roman, right? Mm-hmm. Drew is only a two-time champion. AJ is a two-time champion. Daniel Bryan, I think, is the only other one. After that, it's him. So mm-hmm. let's not sit here and pretend that Bray Wyatt was underused. If you didn't like the fact that that guy got cut, I understand that. Man was a great talent. He was always dependable. He always could put on a good show with, with other workers, top workers. That's why they kept going back to the well with him. Mm-hmm. That once again goes back to my thing of like, you know, Dusty Rhodes guys. The NXT with Dusty Rhodes and the NXT after Dusty Rhodes. But for those who saying he was, you got to miss me with all that he was underused. Not you saying it, but everybody's saying he was underused. Y'all got to stop talking in narrative. Just go look at the resume. Yeah, you know, I don't say no goofy shit like that. That's why you don't never need to say anything. You my man. You'll never need to say not you. Because it's just like, dude, like, I, you just got common sense. I don't know what people, people don't have common sense these days. Like, yo, it's right there. The resume straight. Like, if he, if he would have retired last year, he would have been a Hall of Famer. Like, yo, what are y'all talking about who's underutilized after he had that match that was crap? Day two of WrestleMania. Yeah. With Randy Orton. Like, I knew something was going on when he lost then. Like, everybody should have known then. Like, all right, he job for Randy Orton, which ain't a bad thing to do. But at the no. same time, it was just like, yo, come on, bro. That's why I never pay attention to what they say online. Because I'm like, bro, y'all don't, y'all don't really watch wrestling. Do you watch wrestling or do you, or do you thumb through it? Yeah. You'll be watching the highlights. Like, it's a lot of interaction with the YouTube uh, and the TikTok. I understand that. That's how WWE, like, really promotes themselves now. If you notice, they don't really care about ratings. You when they on people bootleg. <laughs> that and ain't nobody watching. Like, I think, who was it? I think when Tony Khan said that thing of, like, WCW was really bad in the end. First off, it was rude, but he wasn't wrong. And then, like, Vince Russo and everybody was like, oh, you ain't going to ever do WCW numbers, even when it was bad, like 2,000 WCW numbers. Like, okay, that's true. 
But what's the best wrestling show out right now? It's SmackDown, right? Go look up SmackDown's numbers. You see SmackDown, as good as it is right now, is not touching 2000 WCW in the ratings. It's not touching it. Right. So that's why like WC like WWE knew they couldn't like Vince's Vince's friends with Trump. They all smoke in mirrors. If the ratings aren't good, okay, we're gonna tell you what is good. We trended number one. We get more interactions on YouTube than all these major sports uh associations combined. We the number right. one thing talked about in Japan today. Like whatever right, they gotta say really- to be number one, it's number one. My fault, real quick. So when Bianca came back and she attacked, I'm sorry, when uh, Sasha came back and attacked Bianca, I think that was like 796,000 views within like two hours. Like it's certain clips that hit a million within a day. When John Cena came back at Money in the Bank, that clip alone hit like a million. And people could say, well, it's not a full show. It's a YouTube hit. You know how many views they got all their videos combined? I think over like a billion. Yeah. For a channel. No, it's probably way over that at this point. Because they've been yeah. on YouTube for years. So Red Velvet. On TV. Red Velvet. Yeah, you, you saw it <laughs> look, at the same time. <laughs> you already know what's going on. We both said at the same time. I'm like, yeah, because I'm looking at, I'm trying to be professional. I'm looking at the, you know what I mean? I'm looking at my laptop cutting the promo, then I look up. And I'm like, Bill, yeah. uh, respect to Adam Cole as well, but continue. Yeah, but no, nah, it's just, that's really it. Like, so that's why I was like, that's why I tell you, like, I don't get caught up in the tribal war, which one's better, AEW or WWE. Whatever one you like more is better. And I want people to be happy with their wrestling. Hey, man, I'm not a big J. Cole fan, but I'm going to use this quote. If you like it, I love it. Yeah. Now, yeah, that's all I have to say about WWE and when it comes to NXT and like the cuts. Like the thing that was most uh, that's most egregious about these cuts is they are. It does look clear. You're right. It does look clear like they want to sell. And there's a few things that are egregious about them. Is it's a whole lot of people out there, you know, being disparaging towards certain people who. Uh, who work really, really hard and do their thing. And it's one thing if you don't, if you're not a fan of them, like I can't tell you that. But you know, if you know you out here getting fired for a sale, like you're getting let go to be a sale, like, bro, this is the same thing the Sixers were doing with the process thing. There was a whole bunch of dudes that came through the NBA and didn't last long because you knew you were purposely drafting bad and you were purposely tanking to make them look bad. So and then they didn't get no other contracts. They had to go play overseas. They had to go play in the G League to build themselves back up. Just so you can get Embiid and Simmons and see if that works. Like you it's a whole lot of players that were left on the sidelines. You could say it's business, but you were you guys wouldn't want that to happen to y'all at y'all job. You get laid off knowing that it was just to make something else look good, to make a bottom line look good, you're going to be mad as hell. The other thing that I thought was just really uncool 
was releasing them during SmackDown to like try and bury it. Nah, bro, own it. We release these people, this and that. Because some of them have matches coming on right after SmackDown was over. Like 205 mm-hmm. came on right after that. Leon Ruff had a match. This I think Jake Atlas had a match. So it was just like, yo, this is this this is business. I get it. It's just like, yo, you you could have you guys could have waited until the next day. You didn't have to do it at that time. You did it at that time because you was hoping nobody was watching. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. But um yeah. And then uh, I hope people understand when you get released from your contract, uh, they still got to pay you. These workers ain't sitting up here like mad as hell. When you got mailbox money coming in until you can go work your new gig, pretty good ass deal. Like Braun Strowman got cashed out a million dollars. Now he's sitting at home via MAGA, lifting weights, not spelling correctly, not drinking water. So, you know, he's he not worried about it. Why should you? I don't know how people always find out this information about people's contract, but all right, like they talking about Adam Cole contract. Like, yo, what if he read up already? Yeah. Uh, old 50 cent line. Spike Lee don't like me because my money come fast. I hate when a nigga gets a count in my cash. No, you won for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, <laughs> you a real one for that. Yeah, no, no, no. That that I remember that line. That was on the Curtis album. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, no, nah, that was my feelings about the Adam Cole stuff. If he leave, he gonna leave. He gonna go where this and that. But oh yeah, he getting this money, this and that. They let all these people go to pay Adam Cole. Is this? Hey man, don't put what? that on Adam Cole. That's don't not how that contracts on. work. That is absolutely not. Like what you think WWE don't have the money so they had to let go of 13 people to pay adam cole well y'all saying like he about to get cashed out five million dollars like bro he making probably 300 in nxt because it's still a development even though it's tv based it's yeah. still more development than anything so it's like yo they don't really tour so he probably getting at the most 500 like i ain't counting another man's pockets but still it's just the whole point like it's not a lot of contracts that are big in NXT like Finn is probably making the most just because he was te- he's technically on the main card if you want to keep it a book like yeah. he's because he go back and forth all the time you know what I mean he just on call right now I feel like with NXT because anytime they feel like oh no I'm tripping I'm tripping so he's on the main card right now excuse me everybody so he's obviously on the main card because he got that program going on Roman Reigns but it's just like I feel like he go back and forth all the time so he's probably getting to pay the most out of those NXT workers because it's like, yo, we need you to go back to NXT for a minute. All right, bet. That's what it yeah. seems like to be the case with him. Yeah. Like, is I don't know what Gargano and Champa are. If they're just there to coach and get people over, cool. Let them do that. Yeah, eventually, too, though, some of these talents, it's like maybe what's going on with Adam Cole. It's like, bro, you got to go to the main card eventually yeah. or now yeah, or you got to go but i feel like look i'll let you talk and then i'm gonna say what i'm gonna say about him overall and his career because it's like bro like he, he don't need wwe well that's the thing that became interesting about this is like 
this is why I say like Triple H was clearly like trying to like make it seem like, oh yeah, like he was doing this for self when he was like, nah, Vince reminded him, nah, you work for me. Right. Like you this is for me. You're supposed to be feeding me to like the town. Like you're supposed to get them ready and then send them to me. Who you sent to me in the past few years other than Bianca, that's really something. Drew, Drew don't count because that was mine before yours. Mm-hmm. So what you got? I got some tag team champions out of that. Vince don't care about no damn tag team champions. Vince barely care about women's wrestling. Mm-hmm. He just care about it now because it's been making him money. And in the past year, it's probably made the most money besides the Bobby Lashley's and the Roman Reigns. Yeah. And even then, like, if you ask Vince right now, he had to have, like, he can only put one of them on TV, Bianca or Roman, who getting on TV? Roman. Bianca or Bobby, who getting on TV? Might be, be nah. I want to say Bianca, but it's more likely going to be Bobby. It's Bobby. Bobby getting on TV. It's just what Bianca goes back to, you know, you can't stop that. Because no. we ain't getting that again. After this, it's over. That's why I stayed out of the diversity conversation. Because I just don't think after the year we had last year and the responses we got last year from from everything in this country, you should be fighting over which white-owned company loves you more. Mm-hmm. Like, I just I don't think that's the smart move. Like, I'm really happy for Bianca. I'm really happy for Bobby. You know, I'm happy for Omas. But like I said, when it comes to championships, you might as well talk about the main titles because Vince don't care about tag team wrestling. Vince barely like his mid card. He just started liking his mid card again. Just started. That's been known forever about him relating to uh, tag team wrestling. He's never liked tag team wrestling. Yeah. So I like you talking about diversity and tag team wrestling. Cool. We ain't never had a problem there. Yo, who the fuck is the women's champion? I'm sure I'm tripping the uh the men's champions on Raw. I ask these questions every US the the mid card champion? No, the tag champs on uh Raw. It's AJ and Omas. Oh shit, it is. Yeah. That's the thing, because I'll forget. Like I just saw them on Monday when AJ Styles had that match with Randy Orton, but it's just like, yo, like I have to see them and then be like, oh shit, they do have the tag titles. Or I have to remind myself, even if I don't see them. Yo, who's the tag champions on both promotions? But I know it's uh, Ray and Dominic on SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, who's the dominant? Who's the dominant? What? No, who's the uh, the tag champions? It's Dominic well, and Ray. No, Smackdown. it's the Usos. See, bro. <laughs> like. That's what like, I'm saying. It's like, yo, I know I'm not fucking up that bad right now. Like, I know, yeah, like, yo, my mind is it. all over the place right now. So I apologize to anybody that's listening. But at the same time, I'm like, yo, wasn't it was Ray and Dominic, but they lost that money in the bank. But then I have to think, like, I really have to think about it. Like, yo, they still they got lost, the tag titles. They lost it on the pre-show to a man who didn't receive any punishment for doing this for like what the fourth, fifth time. Wait, but didn't I just say that too? Yeah. Before they got the tag titles, I was like, yo, it happens. It happened in 2019. Like literally 
every time they get a DUI, it's actually an upgrade. I swear to God, I said that recently. Yeah, that's why I was like, I ain't really trying to hear nothing about accountability or anything like that. Because every I don't, single time, bro. And nobody cares. Like, what's our stance? Because <laughs> I low-key forgot about it until you just said something. Like, what's, what's our stance when people do some wild shit? Well, with him, it's just like, yo, it, it went from prayers and thoughts, and then we totally forgot about it because it keeps happening. <laughs> like, yo. like, it ain't even no, like, hey, we gonna suspend you and you need to go to AA. It's like, nah, just get back on the road. Maybe that is the punishment. Being a tag I, champion. That ain't no punishment for them because that's what they do. But, like, that, like I said, I don't sit here and get on about rules or anything like that because I don't know how much anyone else cares. I know at this point, look, man, it's dudes who is nasty men in the business still and still working in the business. So someone makes some jokes that I don't like. Okay. Someone makes some, uh, Gets a DUI. Okay, this nigga's on on the roster right now that have committed sexual assault and and worse and still there. Mm-hmm. So what what what's my stance? Like should uh, like if all of them ain't gone, then what what am I supposed to do? But um, I am happy. Apparently, uh, for AEW Rampage, it's the premiere for AEW Rampage. We are even though Kenny Omega and Christian are on the show, the main event is Britt Baker versus Red Velvet, mm-hmm. which I'm actually kind of happy about that. It looks like the focus of this is going to be on the women's division and it looks like the TNT division. Yeah, I'm here for that. I'm here for that. They got so many tag teams, they got to do some. I mean, tag teams, they. They never hurting for tag teams. Like the tag team and the 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 AEW title divisions are so stacked and densely layered that it don't even really they can just do anything. Like who's the number one contender for the tag team titles right now? It's not uh LAX two. No, it's the varsity blondes. But Brian after, Pillman Jr. now? Yeah. Yo, why did he take that gimmick? I don't know. Like I, I'm like, yo, is this some Jim Cornette type shit? Well, no, he wouldn't fuck with it. Is this some like no. 1980s type shit? I'm like, yo, who came up with this, yo? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Like, I mean, then, and even then, we just saw a segment where the Bucks and got interrupted by Jurassic Express. So it seems like at All Out, it's gonna be the Bucks versus Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. And honestly, that might be the feel-good win of the night. Mm-hmm. Like, that'll be a big win, too. The crowd will go crazy for that. They'll pop hard. The one thing I don't know is, like, who the hell is going to fight Miro? Because I can't see anybody beating him for a while. No, nobody should for the like, U.S. title or the yeah. TNT title. Basically, it's the U.S. title, but the TNT yeah. title, you yeah. Like, that dude is doing his damn thing so i was like yo man i saw the match with lee johnson and lee johnson looked good he's still working he's gonna get there 
Um, but yeah, every match he's done, he's like, he's just looked sharp. He's just looked clean. This is uh this is the run we wanted to him to have in WWE. And we getting it, so I ain't mad at it. But um yeah, man. Oh. I mean, you know. Yeah. Cause I'm trying to see, cause it's like they switch their mid card so often. It's yeah. like yo, I if you get somebody to take the title off him, uh powerhouse hobbs. Because it seems like the TNT title is fit for bigger guys. Yeah. Now, at first it wasn't. No. It was just uh, the Cody Rose title, as I called it. It was. And then uh, Darby Allen. Yeah. But so, but I think now it should be for so because they got some big workers too. That's that's the difference between. That's the one thing Vince probably pissed off about. Like, bro, they got some big ass workers. Over yeah. There. He was probably looking at like, damn, Lance Archer, Wardlow, Hobbs. I was just looking at Triple H. Why you didn't get me down? Right. Well, to be fair, Hobbs, they gave a shot. And then they was like, uh, we got nothing for you. And then when he came up and popped up and was killing it on AEW, that's when they was like, oh, we got something for you now. He's like, nah, I'm good. Right. Let me stay on this little indie route. Yeah. Let me let me go over here. They They let me cook over here. So, hey man, go where they letting you cook. Mm-hmm. But nah, like one thing I will say, AEW has done really, really well, and I think SmackDown has this too. So whoever wins, they got set up all their titles. So whoever wins is going to be a star. Like whoever beats Kenny is going to be a star. Whoever beats uh Miro is going to be a star. Whoever beats the Bucks is going to be a star. Whoever beats Britt Baker is going to be a star. I hope it's Big Swole. Big Swole is like the logical choice. I mean, it's that or Thunderosa. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it goes. I forgot they got this partnership with uh NWA. They do. I forgot how damn tall Camille is. Right, right. Because I didn't know she was the women's uh, champion over here. I ain't seen NWA in two, three years. Not yeah. two years. Yeah, it's been a minute. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and tap in with that Mickey James thing. Because, I mean. Yeah, she over there in Impact, right? Yeah, because she went and got uh, Deanna Parasso versus uh, Melina. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I'll. Uh, I'll I'll check it out. Let me. I gotta see what the card is. NWA in power. Like, thought that was Bully Ray for a second. I'm glad it's not. I'm really glad it's not. Let's see. Oh, we got Tootie Lynn and Jamie Senegal versus. Oh, Tootie Lynn versus Jamie Senegal versus Chelsea Green versus Lady Cross. Lady Frost versus. Dean Malenko or Debbie Malenko, uh, Bianca Corelli, and four more women. I guess it's going to be a gauntlet match. And then NWA Women's World Tag Team Championship matches. Oh, two NWA World Tag Team Championship matches qualifiers. Deanna versus Melina, Camille versus Layla Hirsch. Oh, okay. Oh, man. I really hate that QT Marshall's friends are. 
and Cody's friends are out here. This is also another time to turn it. Is anytime you see QT Marshall. That's just no. Hitting the RKO. All right. That I know it's a diamond cutter, but yeah, still. Yeah, no. No. I just I just don't like QT Marshall, man. I don't either. Honestly, I'm just like as we're recording, I'm just actually looking at the screen right now. And then the big shoe come. That's hilarious, bro. Because he's supposed to be the ambassador, but I think he's just getting in on some programs, right? Yeah, I think him and uh, this and that. I don't know. I just hate the fact that QT Marshall comes dressed like he's ready to bowl every single night. Like, bro, get a different shirt. Stop getting, Stop getting that bowling shirt. This monkey is swaggerless. I mean, they all swaggerless. Like, ain't none of them not swaggerless. Big Show just look tired, man. You want to go play uh, Destiny, bro? I guess so. Do we got the Skechers Shape Ups on? You got them. Levi jeans. <laughs> he got on the, the Lee Dungarees. Lee, Lee Dungarees. <laughs> the Buddy Lees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So what was the point? All right, man. I, I, yo, Paul White is, is has a hilarious career, yo. Hey, man. This ain't got nothing to do with you. I'm just going to come out, choke slam somebody. He got to stop dying his beard. And then just, all right. Yeah. Is that dude is I, the stories that man has is probably amazing. Cause I know that that's 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 really all I want to hear him talk. I just want to hear the stories at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, so they brought him and they brought um Mark Henry over. Yeah. Just ambassadors. Or what, what title would I given him? I know from whatever they said, Mark Henry is supposed to do the after match interviews. I don't know if they're going to run this like a real sports thing where they like talk to him afterwards. That'd be interesting. But it's going to be interesting with Mark Henry, too, because we know Mark Henry is the one that discovered Bianca Belair. I think he's the one that discovered Jay Cargill. <laughs> he always say he discovered somebody, which is funny as hell, bro. Yeah, I don't know what discover mean for him, but. Yeah, because he did. In fact, uh, she actually said it being Bianca. Like, he DM'd her, like, yo, I seen you work out. Whoop de whoop. So, yeah. So, I understand that. The Jay Cargill one, I know she had a WWE tryout and they were like, nah, I'm good. They out their goddamn mind. Well, Vince, uh, what was I going to say? They better than me, boy. That's I told y'all, you, y'all been. I never give me no wrestling promotion. Vince, the only thing Vince can't have enough of is six foot muscly dudes. Like he saw Jay Cargill, he's like, I got Bianca. What do I need with that? Get her too. Nah, he's like, I see, like, and then he was like, oh, well, she tall and athletic and this and that. He's like, I got Charlotte, Rhea, Raquel, Nia. What? Hey man, what? Once again, what he, I, a, he he a better man than me. I'm just gonna say that. No, nah, it's just Vince only care about the the main title. So once he sees something else, 
that's not his focus. He's like, what I need with that? I already got it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's uh, it's one of them old dudes where it's like, yo, you know, I don't. They can't ever have too many watches. You know, right. Some other things like glasses, bracelets, rings, eh, it's not their thing. But they can go spend any, all the type of money on watches every single time. It's always a new watch there to get. It's always a new one. And for the world title and the people that can compete for a world title, six-foot muscly dudes, those dudes are watches to Vince. Because Vince is like, oh, yeah, yeah, let me go get that Richard Meal over there. Ooh, Rolex got this? Okay. Oh, I didn't even see this uh this Hublot. I didn't so see this Audemars. So he collecting big niggas like Infinity Stones. Yes. Hmm. Yes. That's all he ever wanted. That's all he ever wanted. That's why if you saw the memo, he had the little person slur in there. He was like, no more, you know, M words. He's like, we only want six. <laughs> we only want six feet, this and that, and under thirty, under thirty. Because he looked at L.A. Knight and he was like, "Look, I could have used this fifteen years ago when he actually would have been entertaining." Yeah. He's like, this man, thirty six years old. What I'm gonna do with him? He looking at Damian Priest. He's like, Damian Priest, cool, but Damian Priest about to be forty. That's what I'm about to say. He about to get a U.S. title run. Yeah, and he like old, it's rather it's it's now or or never though. They gotta stop. They gotta tell Seamus to stop wearing that damn mask too. I'm tired of him looking like the crazy '88. I just want Seamus to go home, bro. I've never been on board. Me either. I understand the legacy. I understand the work rate. I understand the impact. This and that. Y'all, y'all got up in arms about Bray Wyatt and other these people needing to go home, bro. Seamus is right there. Mm-hmm. Seamus is right there. Let him go home. What he need the U.S. title for? He ain't even American. Not even that. Like who he gonna make look good? Cause y'all still love Seamus. Vince mm-hmm. still love that dude. I remember they were talking about what was it? WWE 13 when they mm-hmm. put CM Punk on the cover, and he was like the feature thing. Initially, Vince wanted Sheamus, and that was like at the height of Punk's popularity. But he's yeah. like, nah. He was like, nah, Sheamus. Like, bro, what? And I think 2K Games or someone like that was looking at him. And it was just like, nah, we want the other dude. Otherwise, we ain't going to do it. Right. Like, yeah. And speaking of CM Punk, do we see him next week at AEW Rampage? Are they in Chicago next week? Yeah. You drop. All right. So this is what my thinking. Uh, you drop a hint, like a bigger hint than what they already done before. Yeah. And then, like a week before you announce it, because it's before we came on here, then you announce it. And then you say, All right, meet and greets. If I'm him, all right. If I'm him, all right. Y'all gave me a bag. Now yeah. let me get some other bags. So this meet and greet, I know is the biggest bag or the second biggest bag. I'll probably no. It just I'll just say this without putting all the semantics behind it. If they do a meet and greet, you know what I mean? Like let's say a week before the show is September 2nd, whenever it is. 
Yeah. Hell, if they did it, let's say if they did a meet and greet a day before, even though that would be a little premature because you would have to get all the information out and everything, yeah. uh, it's still going to sell out. If they do a meet and greet, the moment he's announced and he's part of the meet and greets, if I'm him, I will want to do it. He seems to not like people, but this is the time where I'll kayfabe it and like people because your meet and greet will sell out within 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. Let's say if he put it, I don't know how meet and greets prices are. Usually they're about what? I don't, I couldn't even tell you, to be honest with you. I feel like they up there in a, like 300 tops, something like that. Let's say if he put it at 500, which is an obscure amount of money, I feel like that's not fair. But if you put it between 200 $300, bro, it's going to sell out. Yeah. yeah. It, it will no. sell out. So if I'm, him, if I'm him, I'm like, all right. I want to get some extra money besides what I signed on at AEW for. Let yeah. me, besides my contract money, let me get this meeting great money. Let's announce it. Let me do yeah. it, even if I they, don't like people. They're gonna be uh, they're gonna be on 4chan crying. That's what I'm saying. They're gonna be, you know, what I mean, on their little weirdo uh, discords and group chats, going crazy. Like, yo, my mom gave me the money for it. Yeah. Am I calling them dweebs? Yes, those motherfuckers are dweebs. Are all wrestling fans dweebs? No, we have the wrestling. And I was talking to somebody about this. Yo, the wrestling community is wow because the people that you think don't watch wrestling watch wrestling. wrestling. You would like you see the people we talk to. You see the people I'm cool with. You wouldn't think them niggas like wrestling and they know more than half of the incels about it if not all of them hey man don't ever pretend like these people like like wrestling has done a good job of making it look like what a wrestling fan should look like as opposed to what wrestling fans do look like like once you saw Westside Gun sitting up front that should have told you everything about what a wrestling fan could be. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, man, there is nothing about that dude that says, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch Raw tonight, so I ain't going to be outside tonight. Right, and the fact that he's also at, like, the indie shows, yo. Yeah. That, that's the thing. It's not like he's just at, you know, AWWE. He's at indie shows as well. That's the thing too. A lot of wrestling fans that look like us, we actually go to these like indie shows. So we don't need to complain about, you know, what's going on. But it's just like being an uh, underground yeah, rapid fan. Like, bro, you got to go see them. You got to see the underground talent. You see the yeah. mainstream and then you figure out, all right, cool. I like this. I like that. I don't really mess with this. And then yeah. you just want to, you, you just want to have the knowledge. What's yeah. going on too? And you know, motherfuckers just like shit. Like you, this always tell someone is you a nerd if anytime you get real, real into something. Mm-hmm. Anytime you get real, real into something. I don't care if it's basketball, sports, wrestling, dungeons and dragons, whatever. The way you I see some people talk about basketball, they're nerds. Mm-hmm. I don't care how cool you are. You a nerd with it. 
Those things are not uh, mutually exclusive. It's just how it'd be. But, nah, man, the, the I really hope Orlow wins here. I just hated how they did the five labors of Jericho. Like, they made it too much about Jericho. They should have had, like, okay, Sammy Guevara got to win a match. Santana and Ortiz got to win a match. That way you can be getting inner circle over while you're getting Jericho over. Like, I enjoyed Jericho's little death match with Nick Cage. I'm surprised they let them do that on TV. No, I knew that was going to happen. People was like, that's not going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, because I was like, I don't think I want to see Nick Gage just work a straight match. But, um, no, nah, I'm, I'm fascinated that they actually did that. I was, It was refreshing because it's been a minute since they've done, like, a, a lights out or an unsanctioned match like that. So I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, nah, I just felt like this uh, – this Labors of Jericho match. It was nice seeing Hoover too. The juice. But, yeah, he was winded as hell after that first flurry, though. Yo, so I told you I'm probably going to Vegas and I'm going mainly for a GCW. That was the main thing because their yeah. show was the day before. And, you know, just because the past year I showed, you might want to try to see these people that you revere, these legends, just because you never know what tomorrow brings. So, Two yeah. two cold Scorpio has a match with Chris Bay, and then Hoover Tooth is on that show, and it's like, man, you might as well do it because we never know. You know what I mean? Fingers crossed, knock on wood. But this past year has really showed you might want to take advantage. Yeah, man, it's uh, you got to give these people their flowers, man. Right. You, you got to give them their flowers. It it don't make no sense to not um. To what you call it. It don't make no, no sense to sit there and like always be too cool for this. It's okay to care. Mm-hmm. It's okay to care. Um, but now nah, you're going to SummerSlam though. Uh, More than likely. I, I'll make my decision by Monday. But more than likely since I'm already going to or I'm really on the cusp of going to GCW, I might as well go to SummerSlam the next day as well. Like, why not? You know what I mean? Then it's only a four hour drive out there, then turn around, come back home. So yeah. And then the you car, know the car we got. Home. Yeah, the car we got right now is Seamus versus Priest, no. Edge versus Seth Rollins, Bianca versus Sasha, the Usos versus Ray and Dominic, Lashley versus Goldberg, Roman versus Cena, and Nikki versus Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley. Charlotte was killing it in that bodysuit on Monday. Yeah, she could dress her ass on. Yeah, that's what I was like. She she always be getting her girl boss collection off. Yeah, that ain't fashion over. I don't know where she getting that from. Yeah, she be just it's that girl boss, man. She always looked like she got a few LLCs. Um like Charlotte and LLC Twitter is probably a jerk. I don't know. Yeah, yeah no. Nah, I I really just it's once again the whole giving somebody flowers while they're here thing. Shouts out to Dream Chance for continuously to do that. But yeah. you know, I I really want to see because I've never seen Roman Reigns in a match. 
And then against, you know, it's against the GOAT. So it's just like, yo, now's the time because what if Cena just decides to say, you know what, even though it, I doubt with him, but you never know what's going to happen within the past. I mean, in, in the next year, not past, but within the next year, which is life as a whole, man. Like the way this virus shit is going and, you know, the country not shutting down. No, no. But at the same time, it's like, you never know what's gonna happen. Like shit changes damn near every day. And we've seen it in the past year. It's just like, you know what I mean? I wanna be able to say I seen John Cena wrestle. You feel me? Like that that's the main thing. Like Roman Reigns, a chance might come. It might not. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not cursing these people at all. Just that's the way life is. You never fucking know. So it's just like with Cena, I want to see him wrestle just in case we don't get to see it for another year. Uh, I don't plan on going to Dallas, but you know, we'll see what happens. But yeah. it's one of those things like, let me see him work again. Two cold Scorpio mainly. Two cold Scorpio is not a spring chicken. No, the man is 54, 55 years old doing front flips and smoking the weed while doing smoking weed while doing it. Shouts out to him for that. But you know, it just it's just a time, it's the time right now to see everybody you want to see. Just in case, man, because we not getting younger. Like, seeing is all but forty two years old, which is crazy to say. Too cold once again is fifty four years old. Yeah. So it's 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 time, man. Like you got you got to see these legends before they they on their way out because it's time for these new dudes. Like you even got Cena saying it. Like he said in the stands, like you can't keep betting on these old horses, man. Mm-hmm. If you keep betting on these old dudes. Your future is uncertain because you never bring nobody up. And I think that's people's big arguments is like, like even on this uh, SummerSlam card, like you got Edge, Goldberg, Cena, and who knows how much longer Sasha's going to be around. So you have potentially four more mid-carders, four uh, part-timers on this thing. And that's fine every so often, but it's like, yo, these are the big events where you're supposed to be like anointing people and like, okay, who's the new, who's the new hot thing? So as of right now, Big E ain't got a match on there. He could cash in, and that'd be dope. But Big E ain't there. Who else is supposed to be getting over that's not there? They like Matt Riddle. As of right now, he not on. Mm-hmm. He gonna have that match with Randy Orton though. Apollo been Intercontinental Champion and he barely get on TV. Right. And you know that's my man's, but you're right about that. Yeah. Like, he gonna be on the pre-show, unfortunately. It could be on the pre-show. You know what the real decision came? You already know yesterday that that when that man, Errol Spence, got that orbital fracture, I said, yeah. Yeah. I said, all right, cool. I know what I'm about to do. Yo, the GCW show next month, though? They got some people. The one in LA? Yeah, on the 17th. I'm the definitely emo going to one? for that one. Yeah, the highest in the room one. Or the highest in the room? They got Jonathan. How you say Grisham? They got yeah, Grisham. Him. Jacob Fatu. Okay, the one next month. That's a bet. Oh, it's just. Just off those two names alone. Yeah, we're going to we're going to set that up, man. Because I definitely got to go. I didn't go to the one yeah. uh, pat this past Saturday because I was busy. Yeah. But 
Yeah, yeah. That, that, that one right there, that, that's going to be it. Yeah. You got to let me know how that goes. I ain't, I don't know if I can do it, but let me see what, what they got in here. No, I, I didn't realize they had all of that already lined up. So, yeah, that's that's about to be fire if that's the case. Yeah, just off those two names and on, like you said. Yeah. But uh, I guess, uh, you know, Nick Gage, of course, going to be there. Maybe he'll get his rematch against uh, Matt Cardona. Hmm. Still wild they let that dude win the the championship. But, you know, Nick Gage is on the run, too, like. Yeah, he's on the run of his career right now. Which is wild. And it happened after that dark side of the rain, too. Like, maybe this is one of the things where it's just like, you know, from uh, tragedy to triumph, just because it was like, yo, like, he really was going through it. Ironically, with, I don't know if it's the same owner of GCW, but, you know, yeah, whoever at that point that owned it kind of did him dirty. Like, that is dirty, bro. Like, that's your man. It's like, you can't keep him out there, like, in the snow. Homeless, yeah. like, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, they broke in, but it's just like, yo, you on some G shit, it's like, yo, I'm going to straighten you out real quick, but all you had to do was pick up the phone. But I'm not going to yeah. have you just out, especially if you're not my number one talent for the promotion. Even if that's not your talent, that's your man's like, bro, I'm going to straighten yeah. you out because you don't break it to my crib. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wouldn't let you, like, yo, we got to run a fade real quick. I got some boxing gloves. We can straighten it out, but you can't stay here. You feel me? But that, that yeah. was disrespectful. But you can't let your man just be out in the cold. But for him to go from that to where he is now, and he's more popular than he's probably ever been before, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. It's uh I mean, look, man, that's your man, that's who's your employee, that's the one you employ. You you ask that person to come out there and this and that. And it's just like, I don't care what happened. Y'all can get to the place y'all wanted to go, and then you can go your separate ways. But yeah, that was that was that was foul. So yeah, I'm just happy to see Nick Gage and his whole crew, his his legion of fans. Like, say what you will about him. If anybody in WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact had that level of love from their fans, they would be the biggest star in the company. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I think they love him more than people hate Cena. Yeah, because with Cena, you, after a while, it's like, all right, we got to respect this dude because he puts the work in. You know what I mean? Even though wrestling fans, when they hate something, they don't have any respect. Most of them don't have respect for anything to begin with. But the ones that actually have two eyes and use a mindset, it's like, yo, you got to respect the work rate rate because, yo, he showed up to Raw on Monday. He didn't have to do that. Mind you, he showed up at the end of the show, but he showed up in full gear. But it's just the fact that we've seen it. Like, yo, we've never seen a superstar like this ever, and we won't ever again because it's like yo he don't have to do this at this point in his career no absolutely he's showing up the house shows he's saluting the young talent like yo what worker other than stole cold has said you know what is i'm be 
you know what I mean? Like the future is already here. They yeah. already light years ahead of us. You feel me? But Cena more so was just saying like, yo, like the company going, he, he literally said, yo, this is a machine It's going to move on without me. Like, you know, that's yeah. crazy for somebody of his stature to say that at this point, like, yo, with or without me, the company going to keep going along, but it takes a certain individual to be like, this is what it is. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, that's a dude who understands the game. That's a dude who also has a, a, a new hustle. Like, that's also that. He's like, yo, I don't have to worry about this money no more because I'm, I'm going to get it over here, too. So, Cena can be a little more honest. He could be a little more forthcoming in ways that, you know, that Hollywood blonde jerboni could never be because that's the only way he could get his bread. He tried the acting thing. It didn't work for him. You know, that's why you can see guys like The Rock and Batista and Cena be a lot more honest, a lot more forthcoming, a lot more, um, how do you say, open to the idea of being pushed aside and not even pushed aside, but like stepping aside to be like, yo, it's time for the next generation. Mm -hmm. Because they already found they hustled post that like other people, it's, it's a lot harder, unfortunately. It's a lot harder. And, you know, I understand. But it's really good that, you know, you have those guys like Rock, like Cena, like Batista, who are massive stars and massive ambassadors to bridge people, the gap between the non-wrestling fan and the wrestling fan to sit there and, and also be honest about the business in a way that, you know, like, OK, these are some of the best to ever do it. Mm -hmm. Some of the best to ever do it, whether in the last 20 years of all time, some of the best to ever do it. And they sitting here saying like, yeah. This is what you got to do. This is what you got to do. You got to promote these people. You got to put these people up. You got to lift your your young talent up. If they're not ready, you got to help them get ready. Because wait, like you look at The Rock. The Rock talks about like how, you know, people like Bret Hart and Stone Cold and all these other people really helped him get ready. You hear Batista talk about being in evolution really helped him get ready. You know, you hear Cena talk about being on the road and, you know, like being hot for a minute and then not for a minute. And then, you know, his feud with JBL, it really helped him get over and it really established him that. You know. They look at the business with a little more respect, but they also understand like, yo, these old heads were putting me over. Mm -hmm. Like they were they were building me up, they were uplifting me. So, you like. It's cool. Like, I love Randy, but if he's going to have a match with Riddle, it might as well be so Riddle can win in the long scheme of it. He got to win the feud. I don't like Riddle, but they clearly do. So if they're going to really invest in him like that, pull the trigger. Right. Because, I mean, same thing with carrying across as much as I don't like that dude. And the main reason I don't think I like that dude is because he just doesn't work the WWE style well. That's not his his forte, or at least it's not yet. But if y'all really got faith in him, okay. You better make sure Jeff Hardy put him over. But that's all I got to say. Right, absolutely. But, no, nah, he – uh, yeah, it just takes a certain individual to be like, man, you know what I mean? It's just not my time anymore, but still – 
he's probably more loved than ever. And it's perfect timing because crowds are back too. So it's like, oh, we appreciate it now. So nah, but for him to say that he's right, like, you know, it's still John Cena, but and when he showed he could, if he wanted to, honestly, he can come back and be full time. And people will be like, oh, John Cena's here is fire. But it is a certain time period now where it's like we've been seeing this for so long and we got a certain look now even though it is john cena where it's just like we want to stay with that that's fine for right now yeah and he understands that as well you know what i mean salute to him like you know what i mean he be, he stays shouting out workers like and people think it's a job like bro everything ain't wrestling like yo when bianca belair came out he saluted the queen i mean did the gentleman's hat tip to her and kept it pushing yeah he could have stayed there and did like you know past workers and sit there and just be like you know i'm gonna raise a hand strut with them like the hollywood blonde did in 2005 wrestlemania like i'm gonna sit here and pose for 10 minutes get my shit off yeah. but with him I mean, he was just like you know what i mean it, it, yeah salute, it happened last, keep it pushing it happened last week when what's his name squashed him he had to go cut a promo at the end and like, oh, I'm gonna retire, but then I'm gonna get kicked. Like, bro, look, we don't love you like that. You either gonna quit or not. <laughs> they don't love you like that. Yeah. You we ain't Kobe. You, yeah, chasing that farewell tour. They don't love like you me. ain't That's you ain't Jericho. Like. We don't love you like that. <laughs> That's all I was hoping he'd leave, bro. Yeah, once once I was like, yo, they just put on Malachi Black something crazy. Like that table spot, I hated that table spot where he got kneed and like jumped and let. I hated that table spot. It was so yeah. unnecessary. But then when he got back in the ring and he ate the black mass and he got the like just the foot pin, I was like, yo, this is the right way to put him over. Because, hey man, everybody who knows anything about whether you call him Aleister Black, Malachi Black, Tommy N, everybody who's seen him. In NXT and some of his WWE matches, it was very clear, very early, like, yo, he got something. He got mm-hmm. something. So if you really believe that, go put him over. But uh, I ain't got nothing else. Do you? No, I think that's it. Uh, I know next week we'll probably have our SummerSlam predictions and also we might talk music, but no, that, that's it for me, man. You got some final words for the audience if we about to wrap up? Uh, yeah, I do actually have one thing. Um, so Obama had his 60th birthday party, right? Mm-hmm. And in order to get there, you had to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Like you just you had to get the vaccine in order. Like Obama Barry wasn't playing. He was like, I don't want none of this. Like, oh, you've been good. You didn't get vaccinated, but you good and with the test. No, 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 no. You either got the, the little card or, or no. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, people got in and it was this, you know, it's filled with celebrities and this and that. And then everybody saw one person. They was like, yo, did she sneak in? Do they know she here? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was Erica Badu. Mm-hmm. And I think we all assume the way Erica Badu be talking on Twitter and this and that and how like she'd be into witchcraft and tofu that, yeah, she wasn't getting no vaccine. Mm-hmm. 
So it was like, yo, man, if Erica Badu can get the vaccine, everybody can. Because I just saw Uncle Luke talking about doing some Steiner math. Like, like 20% of the people didn't want to, 30% did, 50% don't want. I was like, bro, just say you don't want it and move on. Right. Like, I ain't got time for this. So it's like, yeah, that's all I got to say. If the bag lady can get vaccine, you can too. So she vaxxed up. And they they thought she wasn't going to be vaxxed up. No. Just because she on that free spiritual? Hey, man. Like I told you, the only, before this, the only black entertainer I knew that absolutely had the vaccine was Vince Staples. That's what I'm like, bro. How do I put this? Vince is different. All right. And even he said, Yo, if you ate this, I think he said if you ate from KFC or somewhere along the lines when the ver- he got the vaccine when it first came out. He said, yo, if y'all ate this, y'all definitely get the vaccine. Yeah. Like people just being like, what if? What if six months from now, this, this, and that? Like, bro, you could die from COVID in the next two. What what are you saying right now? You can die from a heart attack. You can die from getting hit by a car. Yeah. You can get shot tomorrow. What you yeah. what you gonna say? The vaccine. Shit, the vaccine didn't work. I still got you. Still oh, got yeah. a shot. Oh yeah, y'all y'all gonna die. Everybody gonna die. Thank you. Let's talk What's about it, it for a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We I thought we was gone. No, we here. Hey, no, 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 no. We we go. I know where you try to end. You say goodbye, but listen. Yeah. I won't say names. Won't say when it happened. But a couple months ago, or no, that was a couple years ago. Time going by fast. Remember that story about. North Korea, you said, and I quote, this is a quote from Yates. Somebody asked him, yo, the missiles might hit us from North Korea. They got nuclear weapons. What are we going to do? And what you say, Yates? We're going to die. Fuck we going to do? Who are you? (laughs) 